May is Fibromyalgia Awareness Month. It's important to raise awareness about this chronic and often debilitating invisible illness known as fibromyalgia. This month-long campaign is an opportunity to educate people about the symptoms, causes, and treatments of fibromyalgia, as well as to show support for those living with these and other related invisible illnesses. Through increased awareness, we can work towards better understanding and management of fibromyalgia and ultimately improve the quality of life for those who are affected by it. And now on to this week's episode. Welcome to the podcast today. I'm really excited to have you join us wherever you're from and hopefully you will continue to learn more as you go on the bold journey from not just learning to live with but to even reducing the suffering and thriving and even to the point of reversing fibromyalgia. Today I am going to be talking about the role of food and what it can do, the food prescription for conquering your fibromyalgia. So for those of you who may be learning about what fibromyalgia is for the first time, if you haven't listened to any of the prior podcasts, fibromyalgia is a syndrome where the symptoms include diffuse body pain. This part of the diagnostic criteria uses the widespread pain index. There also is fatigue, which is often more severe than the body pain and causes more disruption and disability in life. And there also is brain fog. Brain fog is often more debilitating for many people than the diffuse pain and fatigue, but they all go together and they're interweaved and cause major problems. Brain fog has to do with cognitive difficulties, hard time focusing, concentrating, organizing, thinking straight, making plans and following through with them. And all of these have been going on for at least three months. Some argue that that might be a little bit too long, but it's pain and other problems that have gone beyond the usual stage of healing. For example, a femur fracture should heal within about two months. As you get past three months and you're still having persistent pain, and as well as diffuse body pain, you may wonder that fibromyalgia may be going on, for example. For those who have fibromyalgia and are listening, you know that fibromyalgia is very frustrating. It's misunderstood and stigmatized. Fibromyalgia is one of the two most stigmatized problems I take care of and part of the reason why I felt there was a need to help from the medical perspective speak some words of wisdom and evidence-based support to help educate and inform those who are struggling and also for their loved ones to help understand more what's going on, and also for physicians and medical providers who want to also work with helping people who have fibromyalgia. And I'm hoping to take real questions that people have what fibromyalgia is and hope to use evidence-based research to look at real solutions and also take despair and turn that into hope. And this, again, is for real pain, for real fatigue, and for real brain fog. This is not imaginary. You're not a hypochondriac. And when we look at the treatment of fibromyalgia, it's multifaceted. In the uh, YouTube uh, recording through Plant-Based Network of Wisconsin, where this 
podcast will be uh, rebroadcast in a live form as part of their monthly meeting. Show the picture of the American Family Park or the Brewers Stadium where the Brewers are playing and get the idea of baseball. And baseball is a game, for those of you who aren't in the United States, a game where there is a slow progression into winning. You have to get people around the four bases from home plate, past first, second, third, and back to home to score a run. And most of the time, people are getting on base with a single. Occasionally, there's doubles, but pretty rare that there are triple and home runs. And that's how most of the interventions for fibromyalgia, most of the time, they are singles. You get a quarter of the way there. Maybe you get a 50% improvement and what we're going to learn about today shows, yeah, you may get up to a 50% improvement, somewhere between 25 to 50% improvement for many people, but it's not going to take you all the way. That's opposed to things like an appendicitis, where when you have surgery, you're expecting to have essentially complete resolution of your symptoms. When we look at my goal is I try to weave together the best of lifestyle and medical approaches. In the slide, I show a gentleman who's weaving together a fabric, and this is one of the things I think I've been able to make observations and look at research and see how the interdiscipline approach to understanding and taking a holistic approach as well to help people improve their lives who have fibromyalgia. Now, talking about the food prescription for fibromyalgia. Food has a powerful impact on your health and probably has the single most impact on any of the choices you get to make in your life in the matter of what food do you put in your mouth. Today, we're going to be talking about the role food can have on fibromyalgia, but it also has an impact on other fibromyalgia-related issues like irritable bowel syndrome and migraine headaches. But it also has problems on other areas that affect many people who have fibromyalgia, including cardiovascular disease. Dean Ornish showed that you could reverse heart disease by eating a whole foods, plant-based diet with some stress relief, some exercise and it was a landmark study published in the early 1990s. Other benefits or problems that are benefited by a whole food plant-based diet are diabetes. One of the questions that many people have had is, can you reverse adult type 2 diabetes? And the studies show you can, adhering to a healthy whole food plant-based diet. One of the questions that people may have with fibromyalgia is, can you actually reverse it? And although I don't think you, in most people, can reverse fibromyalgia with diet alone, it can make a powerful impact. And those who have more mild to mild to moderate fibromyalgia, that can often make enough of a difference that their levels are reversed into the normal range. Cancer levels are lower. There are many cancers where it's almost non-existent when you eat a whole food plant-based diet. Cancers like colon cancer, for example, are very uncommon. 
There's also benefits in the mental health aspect of eating a healthy plant-based diet. People just generally may feel better. Symptoms of depression often are less as well as other problems like hot flashes for women going through menopause. There's also support showing higher rates of remission of diseases like Crohn's disease, which many people who may have fibromyalgia and related issues may also have, and also other coexisting issues like irritable bowel along with Crohn's disease may be also benefited. And there's other autoimmune diseases that are improved when you eat a healthy whole food plant-based diet. So it's a topic today we're talking about fibromyalgia specifically, but this is an impact on many other aspects of our life. So today we're going to look at uh, three studies. And just like in the whole food plant-based world for looking at diabetes and looking for heart cardiovascular disease, these aren't 10,000 person studies. When you're looking at lifestyle interventions, it's harder to recruit and implement a controlled study. So this is a, uh, these are, will be smaller studies, but I think they have some very good evidence and support to show the benefits of a healthy plant-based diet. And the third is looking at uh, how weight loss can have an impact on symptoms. So in the first study, looked at patients who had fibromyalgia who were placed then on a healthy whole foods plant-based diet. Now, for those of you who are not familiar, what is a whole foods plant-based diet? Well, whole food plant-based are whole unprocessed grains. So those are grains that have not been processed and had the fiber removed. About 65% of the average Western diet are processed carbohydrates, where grains like wheat and uh, wheat berries have been dried, the fiber has been removed, and then you're left with the white flour without any fiber in it. And then often you're going to have salt and oil added to those. So what are common grains such as oats, corn, brown rice, quinoa, barley, just to name a few. All the different types of vegetables are part of a whole food plant-based diet, from zucchini to cucumbers to leafy greens to squash, rutabagas and radishes, among many others. Legumes, if you don't know what a legume is, that is a bean and lentils and peas. Also, all the different types of fruits. A lot of people with the age of the low-carb diets often are think they can't have fruit because it's full of sugar. When you have fruit, it has the package you want your sugar in. It's all the phytonutrients that are attached with it. It has all of the fiber that's attached with it and is great for your health. It naturally helps you feel full. And all the different spices that you can have, often there's a question of, is uh, curcumin good for inflammation? Well, I just say, eat the food and the spices. It's so good for you. And a whole food plant-based diet has minimal added fats. And there's unlimited portions to a whole food plant-based diet. Studies have shown that weight loss occurs when you eat a whole food plant-based diet without having to 
worry about portions. And there's different reasons why this is. I won't get into it in too much detail, but needless to say, weight loss naturally occurs gradually over time with great satisfaction. So to continue on, in the study, they looked at markers of fibromyalgia, and they were measured at baseline. And these included the fibromyalgia impact questionnaire, as well as quality of life surveys. The fibromyalgia impact questionnaire is the impact score, and it goes from 0 to 10 on most of the questions for individual um, questions on the questionnaire for 0 being no difficulty, for example, or no problems with something, to 10 being very difficult. And then they're scored in a certain way, and the final score goes from 0 to 100. So at the baseline, they were evaluating what the scores were, and then at two, four, and seven months, there were 30 subjects enrolled and 28 being women. And the initial fibromyalgia impact score was 51. After two months of a whole food plant-based diet, the average score was 37. And after seven months, the score dropped to 27. So if you're doing the math in your head, the improvement was a 33% improvement after two months and a 46% improvement after seven months. And there's a nice picture you can see in the study where the shift of number of people went from the mid-scores into the lower levels. And you had uh, in this study... Nobody with a score less than 15 to start. And by the end, you had seven of the people that made it all the way in that end. And another four people got less than uh, 25. And another uh, three people dropped their score into the 25 to 35 range. That shows a just incredible improvement. So... Just to put some perspective, medications for treating fibromyalgia, and they vary individually on how a person responds because not everybody responds with the same level, but it's about an average of about 20 to 30% improvement. Occasionally, I'll get a 50% improvement, so kind of in baseball terms, a double, but more often it's a single. And again, when we look at treatments, Comparing this to often our expectations of the improval of an appendicitis being treated after surgery and being completely resolved, we have to look at how much improvement are we getting with these partial uh, improvements and make sure we are resetting our expectations because if you get a 20-30% improvement, it may not seem like a lot because if you go from severe, extreme levels of pain with a fibromyalgia improvement or FIQ score of, let's say, about 87 and it drops to maybe 73, doing that math might be a little over 20% improvement, but you may go, I still am in a lot of pain. I'm not any better. But with the fibromyalgia impact score, theirs were marked improvements. And one of the questions on the webinar that I did was, well, was this with med- people also on medications? These were people who were on no medications at all and showed that significant improvement.
Well, I'm going to end the talk this week, and we will continue on as we narrow down more specifics in that study, look at another study using a plant-based diet, and another study looking at the powerful effect of weight loss itself and in a weight loss intervention alone diet. And then we'll look at some of the barriers for implementing, making diet changes, and look at the tools of lifestyle in general, as well as generally looking at medication. For those of you who are piqued and are interested in learning more about how to do a whole foods plant-based diet, there is a special offer going on now for the listeners of the podcast, working with bringjoytoyourkitchen.com. She is a dietitian. She is passionate about helping teach people eat a whole food plant-based diet, and they have an upcoming 30 days to getting ready for the holidays and making whole food plant-based diet changes. She also is my wife, and she's very enthusiastic, and I think you would very much enjoy getting coached by her on how to eat a healthy whole foods plant-based diet. Again, I really thank you for listening. If you enjoy the program, please rate and review. Hit the follow or like button and share this with others who are struggling with fibromyalgia, with their loved ones who want to learn more, and with physicians who also want to learn more. Remember that this is just to help supplement what you've learned in the book and not to replace a visit with your physician. Thank you.